Okay, uh, what episode is this? That's another good question. I wasn't on last week's. Sorry, I haven't hosted a show before on this. It's not good. You're getting me at my worst. Practice makes perfect. There you go. Episode 40 of the Shotcast brought to you by DualShockers.com. Here where we like to talk about video games and stuff. I am one of your hosts, Cesario Lopez, and with me today is a new member of DualShockers staff, Taylor Lyles. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hey Taylor. Thank you for coming on. It's just us today. You were the well, only one you were the only one brave enough. I was the only one brave enough. <laughs> uh, usually Logan is here as well, but um, I took last week off, and then he decided to take this week off. So, uh, kind of a intimate show, um, personal. I I get I got to take it over. So we'll be focusing on uh, games that I am more in tune to, and you'll notice that later on. But uh, first, we'll start off with while we're playing and taylor let's let's start with you and if you want uh since you're new to the site you can give a little brief introduction about yourself oh well thank you azario that is so kind of you <laughs> well <laughs> well like you said i'm a new writer for dual shockers i haven't even been here for like what it's been we're i'm getting on to my second week going on a good, now a good so. second week a strong second week yeah, I like. Yeah, I think a good strong second week. Uh, live in Baltimore, Maryland. Entering my senior year of college. Aspiring lawyer. So hopefully one go. day I'll be in the courts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so it's so funny, like how I decide, like what was my inspiration to becoming a lawyer? And like I love when people ask me like why I wanted to become one because it always like coincides with my gaming like hobby. So it's always funny. Really, what is it? Well, like, remember back in like the early 2000s when like what was his name like Jack Thompson that he was like trying to ban video games. Yes, and, yes, yes. Yeah, and like I remember I was like always watching like X Play and stuff back then. I was like, wow, this guy's such an idiot. <laughs> and I was I was always like, you know what? I, I was I always saw myself as like I wanted to work within the gaming industry, but I didn't want to be like a like a programmer or yeah. a producer. I wanted to do like more of like the legal stuff kind of be the like an advocate for those who try to sue video games whenever their kid does something stupid and commits a crime yeah so that you know it mostly came from in the early 2000s with all that controversy from a lot of those violent video games like manhunt and san andreas and stuff so but you know as far as like games i'm currently playing now really getting into splatoon 2 so that's really fun for my switch what do you what do you like about it I like the online feature. It really? might just be because I like shooting games. I'm, I'm. Those are my guilty pleasure. Whether it's mm -hmm. third person or first person, I'm just like, if it, if it has guns in it, let's get it going. <laughs> so, I and, heard. You know, it, I heard that yeah. it's hard. Uh, that it's hard to play on uh, mobile mode if you're playing with uh, walking around or something. I don't know. Is that true? It was kind of like a pain, like a pain in the ass to kind of just like move my body while I was moving like the control stick. So once I was able to finish the tutorial, I actually was able to turn off the motion controls. So, you know, if you're not a big fan of motion controls, I would you can turn them off. But me personally, I don't like them. I like to just, you know, I like to use the controls itself, like the analog stick and stuff. So, you know, as long as you have they had the option to turn that off. So if they didn't, I probably would have broke the game or something because <laughs> I don't I don't like motion controls. Yeah. Uh, I, I really suck with most controls and I think that's why I suck at most, uh, PSVR games that require me to shoot things. I don't know. I just, <laughs> it just, uh, doesn't work for me for some reason. I always have to like second guess my, my actions, but maybe that's not, that's not with everybody. I know that, but, um, yeah. but isn't there like a salmon run thing that everyone's talking about? for um splatoon 2 it's like like a bunch of trials or something there's like a bunch of trials and stuff but you know there's like i mean it's pretty much like the way i see it it's pretty much like the first game in the sense that everything that was like good and a little bit of bad from the first game has came back into the second game there's like one new mode and that's really it 
So that's like kind of like the old, like if I, I didn't review the game, but if I had to review the game, I probably mm-hmm. would have gave it maybe a 7.5 just solely mm-hmm. because it's pretty much the first game with like one new feature. And that's really it. Oh, wow. But, but that, you know, that's just, that's, you know, subjectivity. So yeah. Uh, others say, you know. yeah, it looks fairly similar. Um, but same with like Mario Kart 8 uh, Deluxe. Like I didn't really understand that whole thing. Um, but whatever, what can you do? <laughs> it's like um it's like when you when you buy it's kind of like buying a game like buying a game and then buying all the DLC and then they release a game of the year edition. That's how I think of Mario Kart 8. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's just Mario Kart Eight Game of the Year edition on the Switch. Like, sure, it's it's fun, but I'm I'm pretty glad, and I think I've said this before that I'm glad that I didn't buy it on on Wii U, um, just because if I had, then that's two games that I would have bought that are essentially the same. Yeah, you would have been double dipping essentially. Yeah, and you know me, I do not <laughs> double dip. <laughs> See, I would say that, but I, I I've double dipped on a few games. <laughs> well, because remember, I told you I recently got a gaming like laptop, so I was playing. I play. I bought Overwatch again because I originally had it on the Xbox One, but since I joined my school's esports team, we play Overwatch only on the PC because it's so popular competitively. So I had to buy the game again. <laughs> Do you like Overwatch? Is that I, your... I love it. It's a really good game. Yeah. I cannot get into it. Can't get into it? Nope. Why? No, I don't know. It's just, uh... <sighs> like... <laughs> I've watched, uh... The only thing... The only the only thing that I've consumed of Overwatch is just when people post, like, hentai pictures of them. And, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> but, uh, other than that, it's like... Yeah, whatever overwatch <laughs> i don't know it's just this idea that there's no progression in a story um you can call out uh like battlefield one or call of duty for being multiplayer only but at least they have a single player that i that i can can play around with and in overwatch is just mostly just heroes and and uh escorting payloads <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know. It's a lot of uh it's a lot of extra money that that I don't really I don't really get into. I don't know. That's just me though. I mean, I will I will say this. Like I cuz I mean, you know, when people I had some people that I personally know who complained about how Overwatch lacked a single player campaign, but then they were praising like Battlefield, like Battlefront from like the 2016 battlefront which was you know essentially the same thing and everyone's like oh that game was great and then they're saying like oh you know overwatch it doesn't have a single player campaign and i'm just like it's kind of this kind of this you know they both kind of just have multiplayer only i will say this though i do like how all the content for overwatch is free because you know they really could have just put everything behind a paywall i'm glad they didn't i will say this though it overwatch is one of the very few games that gets microtransactions right like i really am against microtransactions in like 60 dollars games but as long as they're done correctly i have nothing against it like you know as it like for overwatch for example like you can use that to buy these loot crates and stuff and those loot boxes are like cosmetic items and like sprays and skins and stuff whereas with some other games you're kind of having to pay to win essentially yeah and i'm not a big fan of that yeah, and I guess everybody, it's all like skill driven where everyone starts off at the same level, and that's cool. Um, and it depends solely on the skill of the, the player rather than how many hours they've put into it, um, which is which is nice. Because, like, uh, say, say Call of Duty, uh, again, like, if you've put in so many hours, you have all the guns unlocked, you have all the perks unlocked. Rather than being level one or two and just coming in, you're like the basic of the basic, you know? <laughs> you're going in there. They're practically just throwing you in there. Yeah. Kind of like so I, I commend Overwatch for that, but I don't know. It's never spoken to me as I love the character design. Okay. I'm not saying that it's bad character design, but just 
Overwatch, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely... I, I will say this. Like, the first time I did play the game, it I was kind of like, huh? Like, that's it? This is all you got? Like, just, like, these, like, three modes. And, like, and then they start adding new stuff and stuff like that. Like, it, it took a little bit of getting used to. Because when I first saw the game, it intrigued me. But then everyone was like, you know, it's kind of like Team Fortress 2. And I didn't like Team Fortress 2. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I, I will go as far as saying that, you know, Overwatch was one of my game of the years, like from last year. It was really good. Wow. Yeah, I was a few on staffs, too. I don't know. Maybe I should give it a try. Maybe I should. But if, you, if you're if you're hesitant about like spending money, maybe wait until they do another free weekend. They usually do those pretty frequently. Yeah, I will say that. So, yeah, I'll wait. I'll give it I'll give it a good two more hours to to gain my interest and then i'll move on or be con- <laughs> or be consumed be obsessed and join uh, but yeah what else are you playing um let's see well i'm playing a little bit of i'm playing rocket league again oh no i would love that love me some rocket league <laughs> are you good at it I'm 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 not I'm not gonna say I'm like esports level. I like to okay. have fun. I'm not like the best, but I think I'm decent because I've seen some people that are just like flat out terrible, and I'm just like. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was really good at it. No joke, and, and I, I found out that I wasn't. <laughs> like you know how like when they have like COD trick shots, like if you look at Rocket League tricks, and then you see those like when you say it, like I used to say, oh I'm good, and then like I was looking up Rocket League highlights, and I'm like okay I'm not as good as I thought. I yeah. Was. Yeah, like, people will post their videos on Twitter of, like, some of the shots that they make, and I'm like, how the hell did you do that? Like, did you plan this out? Were you trying to make this happen? Or was it all, it it all just looks like an accident. Every time I do something on there, it looks like an accident. So You see these epic saves and, like, these, like, really long, like, just aerial shots, and you're just like, what in the world are they, like, how many hours are y'all putting into this? (laughs) I'm just <laughs> Good old and then yeah you gotta love rocket league um i'm also playing uh battlefield one because you know i like I, I like it i think it was better than infinite warfare and i actually have both games yeah i agree so. uh battlefield one is is pretty pretty amazing um especially if you have friends that play it oh yeah of course yeah if you're going in alone it's whatever it's it's kind of cool like it looks great but with friends it's so much fun especially yeah. like if you're on a little group and you spawn on each other and i don't know i like it's amazing how like the stuff that i write about and i'm interested in covering for the site i still dabble in these first person shooters that i enjoy playing every now and then and battlefield yeah. one is definitely one of them yeah, it's definitely a really fan- fantastically made game, perfectly just well crafted. Uh, you know, I what I liked mostly about it, what really caught my attention before, because like I remember, I'm not a real. I usually am a Call of Duty person. Like I always have been since like the first game came out. So I never really looked at like Battlefield. I would I, I would like look at gameplay and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, it looks nice, but it, there wasn't really anything that like sold me to just say. I gotta go buy this game. So when I was like doing some coverage on Battlefield One, like leading up to its release, I remember like reading all this new information and like all the stuff they were adding in. And what really sold me was I'm a big history like freak. Like I just love like history, specifically the World War One and World War Two era. Mm-hmm. And when I when I saw that they were like EA was gonna cover parts of World War One that really aren't talked about as much. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna believe it when I see it. So, you know, I bought the game and I was like, oh my God, there's like all these things I did. I like, I took AP world history. I didn't know anything about the Harlem Hellfighters. And I was like, this is interesting. Why did I ever never learn about this? And so I was like, I've learned more history about World War One in Battlefield than I ever did in any college history class and AP world history combined. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, then that's the type of thing that like, People are always wondering in these games if, if this stuff really happened, you know, and it's like, yeah, it, mostly most of the time Battlefield gets it right historically. Yeah. Um, depending on what what they're paying attention to. I know Battlefield 
and Call of Duty kind of went off on their own ways there, but but I think Battlefield One. The name is stupid, but the game is good. I can second that. Like I was like, I get you trying to like make a like a nod to the oh yeah we're in World War One, but I just think that was a little extra. Still yeah. a good game though. I won't hold it against them. <laughs> very extra. <laughs> um. So yeah, anything else that you've been uh, playing through? Uh, Fallout Four actually. Nice. That I have game, it on the PlayStation Four. That yeah. game right here is not. Is not that good. I have not played it though. Okay, okay. I I gotta say this because the last time someone, because I told somebody that I really really liked Fallout Four, and I would like put it on a list of like really of games I would recommend to somebody. And I I will say this: I think that New Vegas is better than Fallout Three and Fallout Four combined. Mm-hmm. But in terms of just the visuals like because my biggest complaint of like fallout 3 and fallout new vegas was just the way it just like if you've ever seen gameplay footage on like twitch or something you'll, you'll know what i'm talking about it just looks so gloomy and dark and i'm not saying that that's what it, that's what it would not look like in a post-apocalypse but i just feel like there could have been more color added to it it just felt really dim and yeah like the the, the level design was kind of just one color yeah, it just felt yeah. really, and it was really just kind of gloomy, and I just was like, I was like, I understand, like, the situation is shit, but I, I, I would expect, like, maybe a little bit more pleasant visuals to look at. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, copy and pasting in that, where the bigger areas were just kind of reskins of other areas, and they, they just, uh, so you're just seeing the same thing kind of over and over again. It's, uh... That's how I felt about Fallout 3. It's like, I don't know, you're right, the design was kind of whatever. But New Vegas was actually looked really cool. And I, it, uh, the story, if you don't, if you don't like the graphic, it's one of those games because you know sometimes like certain things will stop somebody from playing like yeah. shitty level design or like gameplay and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I was, I didn't like the visuals, but I will say that the the story itself was worth me playing through the whole game yeah the game was cool uh, i never played four it just looked like three so i just said well i already played that <laughs> and i moved on and then everyone else did like it was the talk for like two weeks or a month and then nobody talked about it and now no one talks about Fallout four like, <laughs> like i never hear someone bring it up so i'm thinking like man that sucks to have so much hype generated behind a game and then totally just let it go same with like uh last guardian oh Um, yeah so much hype and then let go you know final fantasy 15 has kind of held on to to their promises and that's cool yeah i agree still haven't played final fantasy 15 (laughs) oh (laughs) you got to you got to put down fallout 4 and play Final Fantasy no. 15. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do it right now. Uh, speak. Okay. Well, which which platform would you recommend I get it on? Because I have all the platforms. Get though. it on PS4. You PlayStation gotta, 4. You gotta keep Final Fantasy where it's meant to be on the. Where it's Sony meant I, I, it, what makes me upset about like now that you're on the topic of the last guardian i i you know it, this might be unpopular opinion it was on my top you know top 10 games of 2016 mm-hmm. and i i will say that a lot of people the like kind of like what people were criticizing the game for it was kind of like stupid criticism and i mean like stupid as in like it was like mighty number nine stupid like people were saying being melodramatic and saying that the graphics look like ps1 graphics which it clearly did not that was (laughs) but it was it was kind of like um you know like they were saying like oh you know the 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 controls were very archaic and stuff like that but i mean the game's been in development hell for like what a decade i mean of course that's gonna happen like yeah, you know. my my thing with The Last Guardian, and I loved it, um, my thing with it was it was a little too uh, like on-rails linear, where most of the time you get to an area and you just had to get Trico to a certain area, and then he'll take you to the next area, 
and and that's that I didn't like because it's like he had to trigger an event every single time to get Trico to do something, and, and it wasn't like like the puzzles were amazing in that sense that they required both the boy and the beast to kind of do this. But the problem with the beast is that the events, the event triggers were just, uh, were just, some of them were just too hard to trigger. And one of those was like the water scene where you had to get him to dive down or get him to do something quickly. And it just didn't work most of the time oh yeah i remember that oh god that was such a and that, that was probably the most annoying part yeah that creates a kind of stress but if you have pets i think the last guardian will will um will go well with you because it's like dealing with a pet you know it, it is yeah so it's a good tale of friendship everybody deserves a friend like trico <laughs> i agree and there's some very uh anxiety inducing scenes in that game where you're hanging thousands of feet in the air and the the trico will like save you or not i don't know it's amazing (laughs) yeah just like the timing and just stuff like that the platforming was good like people were telling me the platforming sucked i liked it i thought it was better i think you'll under i think you understand more if you've played like shadow of the colossus or any of those other games yeah, and I did play uh, Ico and Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, and then I yeah, and it's like you know, and like a lot of people that um who said that they didn't like Shadow of the Colossus also said that they didn't like The Last Guardian. They were hoping maybe The Last Guardian would kind of like change their mind into playing Ico and Shadow of the Colossus. Let's so just like I, I don't think it's like it's like it, yeah, I think because nah, I it, think all yeah. three of them, I think all three of them are fairly different games. Yeah, um, like Ico's more like a escort beat 'em up, and then yeah. Shadow of the Colossus is a boss rush, and then The Last Guardian's like kind of like platforming. Yeah, mostly. like co-op co-op platforming with a single player. Yeah, <laughs> <A> single player <laughs> co-op platforming. <laughs> yeah, I like how um, in The Last Guardian you're you're kind of defenseless without Trico, whereas in Ico you are the you are the strong uh, player, you know. You have you have a ways to defend yourself, and in in the Last Guardian, you're pretty much at the mercy of of Trico and where he's at. And I really liked that um, comparison between the two. Yeah, I did like that too. Like just that that sense of like vulnerability. And so it's like going into an area where Trico couldn't meet you at and then you're by yourself. You just kind of like have to carefully plan out what you're going to do next. That I I did appreciate that type of gameplay. I know that not everybody likes that type of gameplay because they don't like feeling that sense of weakness and vulnerability, but personally I like it cuz it really show it really shows out your strategic side. Mm-hmm. So but different different tastes, I guess. Yeah, you definitely have to play the trilogy to understand that, though. Um, if you if you've only played The Last Guardian, I feel like you should return to Ico or Shadow of the Colossus and give those a try as well. And don't just watch it on YouTube; actually play it. <laughs> those are exactly games, those are games that you need to experience. Exactly, it's like. I know that because um, a lot of people ask me, like, do they should I, would they recommend playing the original versions on the PS2 or the PlayStation 3 like remakes or not really remakes, I guess, HD collections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I, you know, I know a copy of Ico is like really expensive to find. Yeah. <laughs> Although at least the North, I will say, but, but what about that box art for Jesus? Oh my God. Ugh. God, we're not going to even talk about that. <laughs> like, I was like, how, I was like, no wonder, like they said it didn't sell very well, but it was pretty acclaimed. I was like, well, with box art like that, I was it like, was. <laughs> pretty uh it was like done in like photoshop in a day they just <laughs> grabbed two images and <laughs> put like, them next oh. to each other <laughs> i know it's just like like i liked the uh the like the european box art better which is what they ended up using when they ported it over to the playstation 3 yeah so i think it would have sold a lot better if they used that sort of aesthetic but you know 
you know, we, we live and learn, I guess. But the, the PS3 version, I think, holds more replay value solely because, like, if you're a completionist and you're looking to collect those trophies, it's probably better to, you know, get the... It'll be a lot cheaper as well. It's like $20 at GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> so There's some pretty cool trophies, like getting a watermelon on the girl's head in a certain part of the game. <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on. I guess I'll talk about a game that I've been playing. Um, I've been playing White Day, a labyrinth called School. And it's a survival horror game that's coming out on August 22nd. I can't really say anything about um, after like the first 30 minutes of the game. Um, but I will say that, hot damn, this is a this is a true survival horror game. Um reminiscent of like resident evil old resident evil games okay i was about to say old school resident evil (laughs) yeah like um like you find notes on the ground and they'll tell you somewhere to go and and if you don't read it then you're completely clueless like there are the notes actually have information in them unlike (laughs) unlike other stuff you know yeah no, like, I know what you mean by that. Yeah, like uh like there's a puzzle where the person says that the uh the answer is in the toolbox, but you open are the keys in the toolbox and you open up the toolbox and it's just a you ju- you just get a tool set and you but what you have to do is you kind of have to manipulate the tools in in the viewfinder to look at this password code that changes every time you play it so you can't just remember the code and <laughs> and go play it or go put it in early on but yeah it's like i was stuck on this area for seriously like <laughs> an hour and a half trying to figure out what the hell they were talking about and then finally i i just flipped the the tools upside down and uh and there was a passcode and i felt so stupid but I love that feeling, you know, like I actually figured something out, like, like I got all the clues and I had all the necessary information and uh, it took me an hour, but I got it and I did that <laughs> without help. So. <laughs> yeah, most people just went on YouTube and looked up a playthrough. Yeah, I can't do that. The game's not even out in Japan, so I, I don't have that luxury with this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, while on the topic of like challenging, I I gotta I gotta ask you this. You you like Crash, right? I like Crash. Okay, so you did you so you so what are your thoughts on the Insane trilogy? Because I have a lot of well, it's I'm hearing a lot of like it's very divisit like just divided from like quote unquote Crash fans. Like you have some like there's some people I personally know that said that were really excited for the game and they're like oh yeah i used to play it on the playstation one and stuff like that then they get the game the the insane trilogy and they're like oh my god this is so hard yeah it's incredible (laughs) um something that naughty dog actually addressed when they're making the um, the sequels was that the first crash bandicoot is ridiculously hard and um and they've always known that, but you're right. Like we were nine and ten playing through that game, and I beat it as a kid. Um, yeah, I don't know. People are just babies now, man. <laughs> I will say this: I think game modern day games are a lot easier now than they were in the <clears throat> sixth generation and be, and like and previous before that. Like, oh yeah. Just, yeah, it's just well, I mean, it, it's it's just so weird because like a lot of my friends that say, "Oh my God, the Insane Trilogy is so hard." I'm like, "Do you not remember the trilogy?" I was like, "The original trilogy; those games were not easy. Like the first one was like probably Dark Souls levels of difficulty, just depending on your <laughs> your skill level." Yeah, so I don't know. Um, like it, it makes me question their authenticity on like whether or not they actually played the game. A game that just came out, Sundered, um, got uh, people were saying that it was too difficult. And I reviewed the game, and I beat it, and these claims that the game is difficult, I don't think matter because they give you the tools to get through the game. If it's difficult, they give you everything you need 
to make it not difficult. Yeah, it might start off difficult, but as you progress, you gain skills, you gain perks, um, your reflexes get better. Um, that shouldn't be criticized. That should be more praised because the developers are teaching you um, how to get good. You know, <laughs> uh, it's not like like Dark Souls. They'll throw you in there, and and they have a level system. You know, throughout yeah. time, things will get easier for you. Um, in Sundered, they throw you in. Yes, it's difficult in the beginning, but it gets easier because that's what they provide you. Now, a game that's difficult throughout the whole thing and it's just brutal um with no tool sets or no upgrades or no ways to actually progress um steadily um exponentially i mean throughout the game i think that's bad design um and that's not the case for something like for something like crash it's like while you're playing for three hours for two hours whatever you actually you know how far Crash can jump. You know, you know how fast he's he can run. You know, when you're when the boulder's running at you, depending on how many times you die, you know where that fence is that's gonna pop up in front of you. Like you know this, and that's like trial and error. You know, like that's not difficulty. That's just yeah. you being lazy. Like, how do you make that easier? You know, that's that's a that's a design choice. And, um, and yeah, I just don't understand this whole, it's difficult, uh, complaint and we're going to criticize it for being difficult. I don't like it. Yeah. I, I don't like it either. Especially like when you have all these people that said, oh yeah, I used to play it all the time as a kid. I was like, well, then you should know how difficult those games used to be because to be honest, I felt like the insane trilogy was a bit of a cakewalk, especially the first game, even though, you know, the first game was definitely the hardest out of all three. Yeah. And it just kind of like, yeah, I just, I, you know, I just like w whenever someone tells me they used to play it back then, I just really question that authenticity because it's like, did you really or did you not beat it? No. <laughs> like, I just don't. Like, <laughs> Bunch of liars. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, are you sure you, you played it back then? Or did you just like play like like one of the games that were like on the, you know, the sixth generation? Because let's face it. The sixth generation and seventh generation Crash games were not very good. Yeah, they just <laughs> played the, the Game Boy Advance ones. Which were kind of Nitro Kart wasn't that bad. <laughs> well, Nitro, Crash Nitro Kart wasn't that bad. Yeah, that one was good. I would like to see, like you know, Crash Racing games make a comeback. Dude, best card racer <laughs> like, on the PlayStation, like no doubt. Oh yeah. Um, I'll choose yeah. that over like Gran Turismo. Yeah. So White Day, um, and also I put a review out for an Atome novel, Caller X Malice. I gave it an eight out of ten thought it was great if you like visual novels and dying and blood and kidnapping and cute boys then this one's for you <laughs> is it is it like a interact like an interactive manga so to speak i guess um, well, it sounds like it is but... it's like a visual novel and then they'll ask you questions that can kind of branch out the uh story so there's different paths you can oh. take yeah um but there are dating elements to it where the girl can date the guys. And uh, that's kind of secondary, though. Just because, uh, I don't know, the story's so good. Um, so I didn't really think of it as an... I thought of it as, as a visual novel first and then an Atomi novel second. And um, uh -huh. But yeah, it's, it's a great game. Um, if you like visual novels, um, pick it up. And if it's your first Atomi novel, uh, this is a good entry into the uh, the genre. But again, I'm not the target audience because it is targeted towards, <laughs> towards women. But um, but I liked it. Um, I guess we can move on. Uh, we have a couple news, and you'll know that I picked these out. Uh, we're going to talk about. <laughs> Uh, Persona 5, Dancing Star Knight, and Persona 3, Dancing Moon Knight. Also, uh, Persona Q2. Did you hear about this, Taylor? 
I, I heard a little bit about it, but I, I'm not really into whole persona, but I have all these people telling me I need to get into it. I, <laughs> You're missing out. I don't know. I'm. Everyone tells me that. Like, okay, so I, I hear this. I get this question, like, or I ask this question a lot, actually. What is the out of all the Persona games, which one would you recommend I start out with first? Oh shit. Um. <laughs> Uh, like personally, I would say Persona 3, but I know that a lot of people would suggest Persona 4. Um, Persona 3, just because it, uh, it combines so many elements that you see in, uh, in entries today, in, in Persona today, or present in Persona 3, and yeah, some of those were in Persona 1 and 2, but um, but 3 kind of paved the way for for the Persona series now. And you'll you see that in Persona 4, and then it returns in Persona 5, and they're very similar in that sense where you have a group of friends, and you can get close to them, and, uh, and you're out of school. You know, it's um, fairly similar um, gameplay. But yeah, Persona 3, for me, um, or Persona 4 on the Vita, if you want to, if you want to play a really good one. A really good one. I'd have to buy a Vita then. (laughs) I can't believe you don't have a Vita already. Okay, I, 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 alright, alright. I, I've thought about getting a Vita in the past, and a lot of people always ask me, they're like, oh, would you recommend me getting, like, a PlayStation Vita? But if you've ever met some of my friends that have asked me, they're not really, they're, like, into, like, Call of Duty. They're, like, into Mm. those, like, really mainstream, I guess, games you want to say. And to me, the Vita caters to a niche group audience, like, you know, so, like, you know, a lot of JRPGs and, like, stuff like that. So it's like, if you're into role-playing games, then I'm like, yes, go for it get it like but you know if you're into like like those you know call of duty battlefield like men's just all that stuff like the v does not you're not going to get the most out you of have it. uh call of duty uh what is it call of duty declassified or something on the oh Vita? god no oh god no <laughs> I if know. i game oof, of the year said no one ever yeah while you're at it let's put bubsy 3d as one of the best games ever made <laughs> oh <Yeah>. god <laughs> um but yeah, so you get a I like Vita. that. Like, actually, get a Vita today, right after get, this. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm gonna. GameStop will be closed in like an hour. <sighs> they're just gonna keep banging on the door. <laughs> <Just like>. um, <laughs> I love the Vita. I think it's uh, I think it's amazing, and that's all I got to say about that. <gasps> but yeah, so with Persona Five Dancing Star Knight and Persona Three Dancing Moon Knight. Um, there was a per- Persona 4 dancing all night, and it's a rhythm game visual novel. Um, what's funny is that um, people liked it, but it wasn't like this critically acclaimed Persona title that that uh, that the Persona mainline entries are so used to receiving since mm-hmm. 4. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, like like after Persona 4, um, the big the big websites wanted to start covering them more and stuff because it was it was just so um, well liked. And now it's like oh, a Persona game. But the problem with Persona 4 Dancing All Night is it's hard to um, it's hard to market because it's it's directly niche to um uh rhythm games and visual novels yeah you know like like that's all that's all that's the only market you're you're kind of approaching you're not approaching like the people who like dating sims or people who like turn-based dungeon crawlers you just it's just rhythm and just visual novel and these are um two titles with the same characters from five and three in their own rhythm games and i think it's amazing i love rhythm games i love visual novels i think this is awesome um but what do you think will you play these i you know i see the whenever someone asks me like what kind of like 
games I'm into. I'm really all over the place, and I, I don't want to say that as in like a bad way. I'm very open-minded to certain, like just to any genre. Like I don't really, I have specific genres that I'm like I will always play. But if there's like a game in a genre I don't really necessarily play as often, or I just don't play at all, I will be open to trying it out. Like for example, uh, point-and-click games. I hate point click games, but the you know the Walking Dead by Telltale, love those games. I love them a lot, and you know so it's like if if the if the developer is doing a very good job with like the concept and it's intriguing and it's interesting and I think it's like something that's worth my time, I will play it. I mean you know so I won't never I'll never rule out the possibility of saying I will never play those games. Mm-hmm. I definitely they'll definitely be on my radar and once i do some more research i'll definitely consider it but of course if i do i will certainly let you know because i know you're gonna want my opinion on it well they're both coming out on the vita as well so oh is that more of an incentive to buy a vita now well persona's back on the vita that's all you need to know people thought people thought it was done but nope it's back it's amazing um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but continuing the Persona news, also um, Persona Q2 is coming to the 3DS, and this is like your your uh, collaboration between Persona titles. Whereas Persona Q was a collaboration between Persona 3 and Persona 4, um, Persona Q will be a collaboration with the Persona 5 people and. There's like little information about it, but we just know that Persona Five will be a uh, a part of this. Okay. And it's 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 uh so it's with the Etrian Odyssey team. It's a dungeon crawler, so you'll like create your maps like you would in an Etrian Odyssey game, and then um, it's like first person combat, uh, very very. Like Etrian Odyssey itself is more stylized to be a uh, you build a crew and you go out and you level them up and you have like this all star party and the story comes second to the exploration and the leveling up and the systems and the customization of it all. Whereas um, Persona Q2 will be the story with everything that you know from Etrian Odyssey. So it's kind of like story with the exploration and the customization gameplay, like go Uh hand in hand besides one being more than the other, more emphasized than the other. Yeah. Um, And that's why this is cool. I know it's super nerdy, Taylor. (laughs) No, it's not. Everybody, everybody's like, everybody has their own kind of like thing where they can just get like full on tangents about. (laughs) That's why whenever somebody asks me like a serious like gaming question, they always like come to me. And then like the other day I had someone ask me, they're like, oh, I want to buy my boyfriend uh, a new console. Should I get him an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4? So then I literally flat out borderline made them a bible about everything about what's what you're getting for both platforms because like they didn't really tell me like exactly what like you know like what kind of games they like they're like oh they like madden and stuff i was like okay you can get them on both systems and then i said well what do their friends have and they're like oh well you know their friends don't really have one he would be like the first so i was like so i had to like pretty much write out like a full-on history on like what you're getting out of both because and you know it's just like and i love doing stuff like that like you know i was telling you the other day about how like i'm always like even when i'm not writing i'm still snooping around looking for news because i just knowing stuff yeah i I, my friends used to like in elementary school my friends used to hate it when i would come in like saying like oh my god did you hear about this that like i just thought it was so intriguing like um and you know i remember when i was uh talking to i think i was talking to either lou or g about this but i was saying about how i was like interested in like once i you know finished training and stuff i was interested in doing like kind of like an editorial series that would you know kind of focus on like games that never got released so canceled games or like games that were gonna be something but then they ended up being something else Mm -hmm. and you know i was always you know i was because i always think that's like interesting 
and you know just like talking about like those the games that never were and like how some of those things that were in other games ended up being used in future titles i like i love that stuff i think it's interesting so much research goes into those and yeah i love doing that kind of research like it's a pain in the ass to like sit down and like just kind of like do all that stuff but like the payout is great like i remember i spent two weeks writing uh and it's actually published i'll actually send you the link after this but i remember i had did like a whole kind of like editorial and why i thought video games should be considered as a form of art and i also did one about like this fan theory about why all of like the team ico games are somehow all connected in some way or and stuff like that like it like how they all share like a same universe so i i, lo- I love doing stuff like that i think it's interesting like i think it's, it's fun it, I, I like to share my opinion on stuff like that especially if you have like good arguments to back it up yeah i remember that whole games art thing i hated it of course <laughs> of course games are art what else would they be <laughs> say this like it is a case by it, it i think it's like it's one of those things where it's like a case-by-case thing because you know like some people say oh gameplay is more important than the story but I, I again i think that depends on the genre like of, like you know when it comes to like say like jrpgs or just any rpgs of course the you know the story is going to be a little bit more important than the gameplay because you're not really playing because of the gameplay you're playing because of the narrative yeah whereas so i i, I think it depends on the genre itself cause, so that's why whenever someone tells me like what is more important to me i ask them what game are we talking about or what like what kind of like genre we're specifically referring to and it's the same thing with like you know games as a work of art like some games like you know okami shadow of the colossus Ico, the last guardian like i consider those as a work of art but when you think of games that are just kind of like you know games like like call of duty i don't really necessarily see those as a form of art Mm -hmm. while i can appreciate the visual leaps that they take each year i wouldn't necessarily say this is a form of art like that yeah yeah you can yeah i I suppose but there are designers and um and other team members that create concept art and create these worlds and yeah and i feel that that creation and that direction is is obviously art like it's clear art um, maybe not the final product. You can clearly see that this is what it is. But if you watch it step by step during development, you see these people doing exactly what an artist would do when they're creating a painting um, or writing a book or writing a song. You know, it's or like. Or even a TV show. Yeah, yeah. Or making a TV show, like, or music video, you know? It's all. Yeah. It's all in the same kind of world maybe some are easier to spot than others but um but that's why i think people get upset when uh when uh, when arts changed in localization or like (laughs) it's like it's like they're they're saying that somebody somewhere created this and someone who bought the license for this or who paid for that license um just went in and changed it because they could you know and it's kind of like that fine line as uh shit like we are changing art you know um there's a there's a huge debate on that and we probably won't get into it but yeah it's it's a it's a very gray area and i think it really just depends on like what what you're i guess i guess at the end of the day the way to answer it is what is your kind of like your definition of art? Cause mm-hmm. it can be interpreted in many different ways. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's really no right or wrong answer, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so let's move on. Uh, Dragon quest builders two was announced. Have you played dragon quest builders? I haven't played dragon quest builders, but I have played dragon quest, like the, you know, the actual like gate, like mainline entries. games. Yeah. Like I the main games. You play dragon quest builders. It's. I know it looks a lot like Minecraft, but it is. <laughs> it is a Dragon Quest story, and it has all the sound cues and all the the gameplay and all the monsters and the characters. And it's it's so Dragon Quest that I feel that people see the Minecraft element and completely write it off, um, especially Dragon Quest fans. But man, like the story is good. 
the 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 world is awesome and i think with dragon quest 2 um they've completely opened it up because in dragon quest 1 if you fell in the water um the deep water i should say you would die or you would automatically just um lose a life and then reset on land um but in this one now you can swim and <laughs> and that offers a totally new layer of how big this world can be now and it's i'm really excited to see what they do um now that they've kind of mastered what the direction that they're going for and i really like when developers do this where they kind of put out a game test the waters and then come at you with the sequel that's just they're doing it with battlefront right now like yeah they released battlefront and now battlefront 2 is just everything that you wanted and everything and an improvement on battlefront in every way you know it's it's just really cool to see that it sucks because yeah you bought it yeah it was fun but it wasn't exactly what you wanted and you kind of have to wait till the sequel but for the, the sake of dragon quest i think the first one was amazing and i i probably probably played it for like geez an hour or 100 hours maybe i'm not sure but do you like Minecraft? I guess that's what I should ask. I, I I'm not a, okay. I I'm not a big fan of Minecraft. I can respect what why people like it. It's one like I don't like the game per se, but I can respect why people like it. Like yeah, I'm not gonna I hate say Minecraft, it sucks because so. yeah. Okay, so so you hate so so if you're telling me to play this game, I should probably look into. I I you know no, now that you're game, saying that, but still so play hate this Minecraft. Game. Because this is better. <laughs> this is better than Minecraft. Okay. All right. I'll I'll definitely look into it. <laughs> the only thing that sucks is that you can't map the controllers. Like they have attack as like triangle or something, and it feels so weird. I think that was my only like real criticism for it. The rest of the game was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> I I still I like talking about it. it makes me want to go back and play it. Uh, but with Dragon Quest Builders 2, you can, like, glide when you jump off a mountain. You could swim. I don't know. It looks so cool. Whatever. It's coming out on Switch, I think, too. I think. I might actually, I might actually buy it on the Switch. It has, if, I, if I like it. It hasn't been announced for, um, for the West, but you know it's coming. They just announced. Oh, it'll come. They just yeah. announced Dragon Quest Eleven. For the West, um, but yeah, forget, forget. Like we're gonna hear, we're gonna hear about this. So yeah, um, but that's all we got today. Is there anything you like to add to the show? Well, you know, now that we since we're on the topic of like just like you know remasters and stuff like that, and we were talking a little bit about it earlier i kind of want to i i just want to ask you personally like is there any games that you think deserve like a second chance and you don't have to really explain why like if you unless if it's like one game then i kind of want to hear why but i (laughs) there's like you know it's it's a, a lot of people have been asking for like so many games to be brought back from the dead and i think that there are some games that deserve another chance um for me um they'll definitely be Ark the Lad, uh, Wild the Wild Arms series for consoles, um, Legend of Dragoon for sure. Um, maybe maybe Xeno Gears. I don't know. I would want. Okay, so Bandai Namco is bringing Dot Hack to PS4. I mm-hmm. would want them to bring Xenosaga Trilogy to PS4. And um, give us the the uncensored um, version of three. So that's mine. There's there's mine, and and everybody listening will probably know why I chose those. So I probably don't need to explain it because those games are probably on their lists as well. <laughs> 
uh, like you know i i always get this question asked a lot too and even like on my tumblr page of all places they always ask me what game do you want to see come back uh i you know if i'm not gonna like give you the full spiel of everything because i could go on for hours about that but i will say that you know with uh, the impending release of like what is it called metal gear survive mm-hmm. and just how it's it seems to be taking a very, very 180 direction on just the Metal Gear series as alone. So since, you know, it just doesn't seem like it's going back to like how it used to be, I would really like to see Siphon Filter make a return because, you know, like with, with you know, there's a lot of like stealth fans that feel a bit alienated and you know splinter cell is kind of gone and splinter cell that should probably come back i would like to see splinter cell like just the stealth genre as a whole be revived i think it should be revived i think it offered the right amount of challenge because i think with like most games now is that when they do offer that stealth like there's also the option to go guns blazing and more often than not you go guns blazing because it's like the game gives you both those options i want a full 100 percent stealth game uh it just and you know and i feel like whoever takes the mantle of siphon filter now i think they should probably still maintain like that option to go either guns blazing or stealth but i think that you know i think those i think that it would be a lot popular now and i think it would definitely give you know metal gear solid a run for their money especially since the game's kind of taking a different direction in terms of gameplay so to see that kind of get revived would be very nice to see especially with the way these we're having photorealistic graphics coming in i would love to you know see the stealth be genre just be revived just like how platformers are yeah revived. now that uh, metal gear is kind of out of the picture it's uh the genre is pretty open for a for a like a third party stealth game i think like splinter cell you're right like splinter cell or or those games um They'll do so well right now because people really, I, th- I feel like people are ready for a new stealth game to. Oh yeah, but not like, like a true stealth. Yeah, yeah. Like, like indie games, there's like volume and stuff coming out, but um, our Republic, there's that too. But but for like a AAA or a third party stealth game, I think there's definitely room for for that genre at least. Yeah. Uh, but uh I agree. Cuz like I mean like everybody always tells me like oh if you want to if you want to play a stealth game just just play Tomb Raider or play you know Hitman or Uncharted and I was like those are good games like don't get me wrong those are really good games but in my eyes they're not true stealth games like yeah. they have other elements to them that just yeah. that makes Rather, it so it's just like yeah. Where they're at so it, they like, should um reboot uh, Sly Cooper yeah god i jeez i really i really okay okay all right if if because i i said i said this to tom in discord i was like he was saying he was considering pre-ordering uncharted the lost legacy and i told him he should and i said that i really regret buying the season pass for uncharted 4 back when gamestop made those relevant because it automatically came with the with the lost legacy before it was even announced Mm -hmm. but now that i heard that if you buy it through the playstation store you get a free copy of jack and daxter i was like what i was like really (laughs) so now i'm kind of bummed out because i really want to i like jack you know jack and daxter sly ratchet and click best platform mascots of the sixth generation they got platforming right and i I would love to see them all come back i agree we should have like uh like a big collaboration game with all of them. Oh, exactly. No. That would suck so bad. Don't do it, that. <laughs> well, remember, they, they, did they have something like that? The PlayStation? Like All-Stars oh, or PlayStation something? PlayStation All-Stars, you're right. Fuck. Yeah, it was like they had the Battle Royale, which was kind of like Sony's version of Smash Brothers. Dude, and then they was, had that other that game one. was good. That game was good. No, that oh yeah, that was good. Yeah. But like, what was that other one where it had um, I forgot. It was like it, you had to use the PlayStation Move, and it was just that game was. I can't even remember the game, but it was like called PlayStation Heroes or something. It, it was. Just I know terrible. what you're talking about, but I've never played it. I like I've seen gameplay of it on. It was like place. Oh, PlayStation Move Heroes. That's what it was PlayStation called. PlayStation Move Heroes. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was awful. It was terrible. <laughs> like it was. It was a dream come true in the sense I wanted them all to 
kind of intertwine and have their own big epic story, but it was just poorly executed and I like to act like that game never existed. <laughs> it was just just a waste of motion control, so it was just terrible. <laughs> it was just awful. <laughs> well, Taylor, it's been fun. We were coming to the end of our show. Uh episode forty. That's fun. That's a good that's a good number. Um but where can the listeners reach you on Twitter? Uh, they can reach me on Twitter at Tay Nixter. That's T-A-Y-N-I-X-S-T-E-R. Okay, and you can reach me at Azario Says. You can reach DualShock, DualShockers at DualShockers. Um, we also have everywhere else. We have YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, a website, uh, a Facebook. No Spotify. <laughs> we, we don't, we're not on Spotify yet. Um we're working on it. <laughs> Our mixtape's dropping in like two months. Just yeah, wait for it. Just wait for it. Um, but yeah, so thank you for listening to episode 40. And if you have anything, any comments or anything, um, you can tweet them at me. I'll respond. I'm not, I'm not uh, famous enough to not respond. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you got me at a good time. Um, but yeah, thank you, Taylor. And thank you for listening. Uh, it's been fun guys. Have a good week.